got some good news for you. Hey, everybody, gather near. The doctor's in the house, so lend him your ear. The things he can say might even make your day. He might even help your pain go away. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. I'm sure he can tell you just what to do. The doctor is in the house. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Ron here, and I am in the house. Welcome, everybody. <clears throat> to episode 487 of Dr. Ron, unfiltered, uncensored, and definitely not uh, apologetic. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for getting us over that 15,000 listening mark. I really appreciate that. Today's podcast, again, is going to be about anti-aging. You know, as we get older... People complain they don't have a lot of energy. Why don't they have a lot of energy? Why are they so so fatigued? Why do they have fibromyalgia? So we'll discuss some of that today. And um, as I was researching this and talking to a colleague of mine, Dr. Jerry Smith, we we realized that this is more than just a podcast. So um, I'm going to do this one today. He's going to do one on Thursday, and hopefully we can collaborate on one next week together. Really an interesting uh, subject, uh, more comprehensive than I thought for me to present in 30 minutes. We'll give it a shot. But I want to thank everybody again with an attitude of gratitude. I want to do uh, complete today's show and then take care of some family members. So we're going to talk about mitochondria. Mitochondria. Without our mitochondria... Uh, we wouldn't exist. And our mitochondria have to do with making us feel older or younger than our chronological age. Both affecting our physical and mental ability. If our mitochondria are not functioning well, we have exhilarated brain deterioration, an exhilaration of our chronological age. But if we're younger, we have our body is healthy, our antioxidant is doing good, our brain function is good, but we have healthy mitochondria. The mitochondria, ladies and gentlemen, play a central role in the life of our cells and in the death of our cells. And they are known to be important in a wide range of diseases, including cancer, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, and age-related neurodegenerative diseases. We're talking about Alzheimer's and Parkinson's disease. And there are multitudes of paper now coming out reviewing drugs that are designed to help this my, these mitochondria function better. And they're targeted to a lot of the, the chemistry inside the mitochondria. 
So mitochondria are the powerhouses of our cells. They are part of the cell responsible for turning the food into energy for the body. I'm gonna, I will say that again. They are part of the cell responsible for turning the food into energy for the body. And guess what? Something we don't talk about. You don't hear uh, it on the mainstream media, but mitochondrial dysfunction is linked to a number of diseases. The basis of a lot of diseases is mitochondrial dysfunction. The mitochondria have their own DNA. They breathe. They have, they have ability to regulate calci calcium transport. They play a central role in handling uh, organic molecules. And they are responsible for the conversion of fats and carbohydrates into a usable form of energy for the body. And that usable form of energy is ATP. It's used by all our cells. It's used for all necessary activities of the cell and we must eat to replenish ATP production. And mitochondria use oxygen to produce ATP. And some of the carbon dioxide that we exhale through our lungs is comes from the reaction inside the mitochondria. And as I said, beside producing energy, the mitochondria play a vital role in monitoring calcium levels, which help balance energy demand and production in the cell. And again, the mighty mitochondria are responsible for getting rid of old and faulty cells. That's called apoptosis. And why, do you, why is that important? Because that makes room for growth and regeneration of cells. So if you get injured, the mitochondria make sure that those injured cells are disposed of so the new ones can take their place. But as a result of all this work that the mitochondria do, we accumulate in the mitochondria free radicals, which causes stress and causes a lot of age-related diseases. And if our mitochondria are not functioning properly, we get a buildup of waste. And that will prevent these faulty cells from being removed from the body. And what can that result in? Some people think that is a result, can result in cancer. So since energy is central to life, improving the function of mitochondria is directly, directly related to physical and mental health. How many of our colleagues say, oh, I'm always tired, I have fatigue. I hear that every day. 
but mitochondrial health is one of the most important and rarely discussed factors in health and energy. These little powerhouses that serve, as we say, a variety of functions, but they're also highly sensitive to damage. And when they are compromised, when they are not working properly, you develop health problems. What are those health problems? As I said, one of the number one will be fatigue, muscle aching and pain, digestive problems, respiratory problems. And they may wear us down so we're, we are at an increased risk of other diseases. And remember what I said, mitochondria contain their own DNA, these little powerhouses. And they are located in differing, differing concentrations in various tissues throughout the body. The more they're needed, the more you will find more mitochondria. So think about mitochondria as having to do with the resp respiration using oxygen in the, in the cell and energy production in the cell. That's why you need to breathe and to eat. You need oxygen and you need uh, uh, food. So your mitochondria Chondria require both oxygen from the air and glucose and fat from food in order to generate energy. That energy is called what? ATP. When you inhale this air, this oxygen, it gets transferred from your lungs to your cells, through your blood. And once the mitochondria of your cells use up the oxygen, Carbon dioxide is re released from your cells. This carbon dioxide finds its way back to your lungs. And guess what? It's released into the air when you exhale. Isn't that something? So mitochondria definitely use oxygen. And if we can think back to the podcast with Brian Peskin from MIT, who is uh, an expert on uh, fatty acids. We know that the membrane lining the mitochondria is as or more important than the cellular membrane because it has to allow oxygen in and those dead toxic products out. If it's all gunked up with trans fatty acids and bad fat that impairs its ability to function and you get tired. Think about that. So a lot of people who are taking the fish oils, a lot of the fish oils are already rancid because fish oils come from cold water fish. By the time they get to the air temperature, and then processed, a lot of that, a lot of those omega-3 and omega-6 become rancid. They gunk up the mitochondria membrane. So again, our diet is important. And energy is central to our life, right? 
We need energy. We don't want to be tired all the time. And researchers are now arguing that, boy, we should really improve mitochondrial function because we could directly benefit our physical and mental health. And this ATP is the main energy. It is the currency of our cells. And just just for informational purposes, the majority of our human genome, which is all of the DNA in an individual, is packaged into 23 pairs of chromosomes, and they're in the nucleus of the cell. But we have other DNA. We also have a set of 37 genes that are only found in the mitochondria. And they are collected in a singular circular chromosome. Think about that. The the mitochondria have its own DNA. And they code for proteins that the mitochondria needs to function. Okay, so they have functions. So this regulation of energy that is basic to the mitochondria is also basic to aging and to epigenetic singling within the cells and between the cells. And again, if these mitochondria are not operating properly, a wide range of disease states can ensue. So think about it. If we do not have the energy centers in our body, the mitochondria operating properly, the system starts to shut down. It affects the whole body. We get tired. We get fibromyalgia. We get chronic fatigue syndrome, Gulf War syndrome, and I could go on. Again, mitochondria function is critical. And just as our cars, if they're a gasoline car, it runs on gasoline, you do not put diesel fuel in it. Our cells run on ATP. You know what cells have the most mitochondria? If you think about it, you would come up with the answer. It's your heart muscle cells. About 5,000 mitochondria per cell. Far more than any other organ. Why? Well, again, I think if you think about it, you would know why. It's because of the constant beating of our heart. Our heart works harder than any organ in our body. And the heart muscle has extra special demand for ATP to keep it pumping 24-7. If you compare those 5,000 per cell in your heart and you look at your biceps muscle, 200 per cell. So we have to 
take care of these infinitesimally tiny structures that turn out so much energy and are so important for our body. As I look through the literature, you could find thousands of studies now on mitochondria and, and their involvement in these neurodegenerative diseases that I talked about, like Alzheimer's and Parkinson's and diabetes and autoimmune. Our mitochondria, as I've talked about in the past three shows, especially last week, we talked about fragrances and toxins continually insulting and assaulting our mitochondria, which leads to toxicity and damage of the DNA in the mitochondria. And it, it's not only chemical pollution. Remember, I talk about electromagnetic pollution. And I, and I've taken it for granted that you know by now that pharmaceutical drugs also are damaging to the very nature of these energy generating mitochondria. Dr. Sinatra used to say he liked to fertilize the mitochondria, keep them working and that he contributed for his major successes in heart health. He, he likened his work to that of a gardener. He treated his, their, his plants, which were his patients and his patient's heart with natural fertilizers, then watch them improve. So, mitochondria, lots of research going on. Uh, we'll talk about some of the things that uh, you can do to help your mitochondria. But uh, again, I want you to think of older versus younger than chronological age. If you're older than your stated age, you have mitochondrial dysfunction. If you're younger, your mitochondria are working just fine. And just because we're living somewhat longer, although that's been disputed recently, uh, we're not living healthier. So a long life does not mean a healthier life. And that's the sad part of the American system called this, the standard American diet system. And, you know, we, we, we spend so much money, you think we would be at the leading edge of, of all this. But, you know, statistics are showing that 86% of Americans are suffering from some degenerative diseases. A high percentage of seniors live in homes not being able to walk out and come back. And there's no better in, in, in senior homes. Alzheimer's is affecting about five and a half million people in the United States, and it's projected to grow. A hundred billion dollars is spent for health care to treat Alzheimer's disease alone. So 
We have to take care of our mitochondria, in my humble opinion. So when they study why aging occurs in some bodies long before age 62 and into their 20s, it appears that lifestyle and food style and pharmaceuticals play a role. And why do do some of these countries and cities have so many centenarians? Why don't they have the United States degenerative diseases of old age? So first of all, before we go too much further, I don't, you know, aging is normal. Dr. Wong would say we are born to die. So we will have some decrease in physical activity and, and, and rust, which they call oxidized, oxidized proteins and breakdown of our muscles. Okay. But we don't have to exhilarate that function. So instead of the sad American diet, you know, the Mediterranean diet has withstood the test of time. It's beat out keto and everything else. Paleo, always come back that the anti-aging benefits of Mediterranean diet hold up. High in fruits and vegetables, which in turn are high in phytonutrients. I mean, uh, have lots of uh, nutrition and antioxidants. There's a compound found in extra virgin olive oil, the good olive oil, the good oil that doesn't clog up your cell membrane and doesn't clog up your mitochondria membrane. Hydroxytyrosol, very important in the Mediterranean diet. And it is thought to be the, to it's thought to be responsible for lowering the incidence of cardiovascular disease. So research is showing that we have to treat our mitochondria friendly and get rid of the typical nutrient poor American diet, which is filled with sugar and processed foods, fried foods and hydrogenated oils. The ones that prevent oxygen from getting into the mitochondria that the mitochondria need to produce energy, ATP. In fact, some specialists, including Bruce Ames, a PhD at the University of California, thinks that this, this sad, this diet, the standard American diet, this poor diet, is a cause of mitochondrial decay and exhilarated aging and disease. And we're talking about anti-aging. Why not start out with a good, clean Mediterranean diet?
what else can we do? Well, a high quality supplement. Are there some of them are important? Dr. Sinatra calls one supplement the awesome coenzyme Q10, one to two hundred milligrams a day, carnitine, one to two milligrams a day, magnesium, two to four hundred milligrams a day. Almost the majority of Americans are deficient in magnesium. And Dr. Sinatra liked D ribose, five to fifteen grams in divided doses. Well that D-ribose is something that if you want instant energy in the morning, take that rather than a cup of coffee. And he calls them the awesome foursome because they've been proven to boost energy even in the sickest patients. The coenzyme Q10 is a powerful antioxidant. And it is intimately involved in the process to produce ATP. Carnitine transports fatty acids to the mitochondria and helps remove toxins. Magnesium deficiency, as I said, is very widespread deficiency, and it is linked to mitochondrial DNA mutations. Oxidation and cell death. So that definitely is a must. And D-ribose, yes, it is a sugar. It's a naturally occurring sugar derivative of ATP and can help the mitochondria function at a higher level, especially when there's some decreased oxygen, like in an angina attack or a heart attack. Alpha lipoic acid. I talked to Dr. Smith about this. He, he, he's going to be promoting this too, also for mitochondrial health, 75 to 150 milligrams. Vitamin C, 500 to 1,000 milligrams, a great antioxidant. It's also a great raw material for collagen. That's the structural protein of our bodies. And it protects our mitochondria. And something I've talked about over this past month is melatonin. From a half to 10 milligrams or more a day. Not only helps you with sleep, but it's a superb antioxidant. Superb antioxidant. If you want to combine it with vitamin E, up to 400 international units is the maximum you should take. Resveratrol, found in wines and higher in red wine. It's a phytonutrient. It's found in red grape skins especially. It has been linked in experiments to extend lifespan in many species. But Harvard researchers in 2006 found out, among other things, that it increases the number of mitochondria in fat mice. And may, now may, that's the, that's the key word here, may, it's not proven, may represent a nutritional weapon against obesity and the diseases of aging. And then lastly, but not leastly, something that we run out of as we age, and that's systemic enzymes. And there's a product called Zyme Essence, made by Wong, Dr. Wong Essentials. 
the strongest systemic enzyme that you, that you can take. So a good Mediterranean diet, eat less, exercise more, take some supplements, the ones we just mentioned. And there is no one that's going to be better than the other. And although you'll hear some things about mitochondrial dysfunction as a genetic disease, it's not really that well proven yet. And one other thing. I told you last week I would talk to you a little bit about methylene blue. But methylene blue is anti-inflammatory, among other things. And a lot of biohacking is being done with methylene blue for brain health, for energy, and for mitochondrial health. Your host and his family takes 20 drops twice a day in, in juice in the morning and before bedtime of a 1% solution. Because methylene blue is proven itself, in my opinion, to be a powerful antiviral medicine. And it is the base compound for hydroxychloroquine. Hydroxychloroquine, believe it or not, is a derivative of methylene blue. So that is my take on the, on mitochondria. So uh, we'll see what Dr. Smith does on his podcast, and we'll get together maybe next week to do one together. But uh, it is a you got to have to keep your mitochondria happy because they're crucial for our health and anti-aging. And it, I could tell you that only recently has their role in the immune system and the defense of our body come to light. Because we find now that when there is an infection, the mitochondria come to the rescue. And they help to be the director to activate our immune system. I told you before, you know, when you have a cold or flu, typically a fatigue component of the infection, you're tired, you want to go to bed. So when your body is under that threat of infection, the mitochondria are shifting from producing energy. And what is their energy product? ATP. They switch over to an immune role so they can handle the infection. So, of course, while they're functioning on this immune system, the mitochondria are not making as much ATP. Hence, what? The infected person is tired. But we don't want to be in a chronic state of tiredness and illness caused by a chronic infection. We don't want our mitochondria working 100% helping us uh, with our immune system. We want energy production. We want the, the, that energy and vital processes continuing. 
So we have to support our mitochondria even when we're recovering from chronic illnesses. And we have to decrease our toxic load in our fragrances, in our bath products, anything we put on the largest organ of our body, which is, as you now know, the skin. So bring our toxin load and our pathogen load down. Eat a nutrient-rich diet. And one of the side effects of uh, the COVID was that we were treating a respiratory virus with disinfections, disinfectants. And antimicrobial chemicals that are in these disinfectants are linked to numerous health problems. Why? Because they are toxic to our mitochondria. We use too many of them. Not that they're wrong, but we use them in every surface and on our hands continuously. So we forgot that a good hand washing with soap and water is is really, really effective. Even vinegar works. So we people were, were buying anything that, that said kills COVID-19 on the label. But we were, all, we were also slowly killing ourselves. But moving forward, something that you should already know, 20 seconds of vigorous hand washing is the, one of the best ways to dislodge and kill viruses and bacteria. Don't skip on hand washing because instead of putting in, 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 in view of uh, using these uh, chemicals on your skin, wash your hands. So ladies and gentlemen, that's my take. Uh, we will see you next week. I appreciate the, uh, all the lessons and uh, I know I stumbled a few times with my voice. I have a a problem with one tooth that keeps getting in the way. But I thank you for choosing Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio. Just uh, search for Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored. So thank you so much. We'll let Freddie take us home. Hey, everybody. Dr. Ron's finished for the day. I hope you got some good wisdom for what the man had to say. If it's all about good health, he's the man you got to see. He has a lot more answers for you. So tune in next week when the doctor is in the house. Or when the doctor is in the house. And let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. I'm sure he can tell you just what to do. The doctor is in the house.
The doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. So if you have a pain, call the doctor. If you have a strain, call the doctor. Let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. See you next week.